Hi, everybody. Hey, this is Pastor Terry. I'm so glad you've joined me this evening. Hey, I'm going to talk to you tonight about a very important subject, something that applies to all of us, and it's this. It's the importance of staying sweet. The importance of staying sweet. Now, uh, if you've lived any length of time in this world, you'll find that there's a lot of things that happen in our everyday lives that cause us to not be sweet, but rather to be bitter. And you know, I've learned this, bitter is not the way to go. And it's important that we stay sweet. And so that's what I want to talk to you uh, tonight about. You know, many years ago, I guess, uh, I don't know, about 26 or 7 years ago, whatever it was, I had a fellow come to me. He knew I was going to be starting a, a Summit Church. And he had pastored for, you know, many years, was a, a, an elder a minister. And and he, he said to me, he said, now, you know, I know you're starting a church and I wish you well. He said, uh, and there's a lot of important things you need to do, but he said, there's one thing above all else you really need to do. And so I'm listening very carefully. And I was waiting for him to say, you know, give me some great theological advice or, you know, something along those lines. And, and he said this, he said, he said, he said, young man, he said, he said, when you, as you pastor the church, he said, remember this, he said, stay sweet, stay sweet, two words, stay sweet. And, uh, you know, I've thought about that a lot over the last 25 years plus years as we pastored Summit Church. And as I've dealt with so many people, um, you know, some of the best advice I ever got was that right there, those two words stay sweet. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's some of the greatest advice any of us could ever get is to stay sweet. You know, um, when, when I first started, uh, uh, teaching, you know, pastoring at Summit Church, you know, my wife and I, we started it back in 1994. And, you know, I thought everybody was going to love me. I, I, I did. I thought that everybody was going to love me. I thought that everybody was going to love every one of my messages. I, I thought that, you know, that everything was just going to be hunky-dory and that, that people were just going to be thrilled, you know, with, with my teaching of the Word of God. And, and uh, uh, boy, I, I tell you what, I, I, I learned that that, that wasn't so. Uh, you know, now there's a good number of people that, uh, that, that, that do enjoy my, my messages and do enjoy the, the teaching. But, uh, you know, uh, people are hard to please, you know, a lot of times. And of course, we understand from the Word of God that we don't want to be men pleasers or please people. We want to please God, you know, so I understand all of that. But, but you know, people, you know, sometimes you get some rough crowds and people just don't, don't like uh, what you're saying all the time. Now, there's been a great number of people who have enjoyed uh, uh, you know, my teaching of the Word of God and all of that. But but I've learned that, that as I've lived it, a lot of people don't. And they can say mean things and nasty things and, and do things to you and, you know, and all of that. And, uh, you know, over time, you know, it, 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 it can make you bitter. And, uh, but, you know, I, I thought about this. I'm in good company. You know, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he went into Nazareth and he preached there, uh, you know, they, they got so, uh, aggravated and, and angry with what he was saying 
that uh, they, they took him out to the edge of the hill there and tried to throw him over and kill him. Now, I've never had anybody do that to me, at least that I'm aware of, but, uh, uh, but be that as it may, you know, they didn't, uh, and, you know, the religious leaders and, and people that were stiff necked and, and, you know, uh, you know, Jesus would heal somebody and they'd get all angry and upset and all of that. You know, uh, they, they weren't happy with all of what Jesus said and did. And, uh, uh, and so I'm in good company there. But the point is, you know, Jesus never got bitter. He always stayed sweet. Now, sometimes he was very bold and blunt, but he always stayed sweet. You know how I know that? Because uh, he is love, and uh, love stays sweet. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I found that over the years as people, you know, all the people didn't love all of my messages and, you know, found fault with this what I said and that what I said or this what I did and that what I did and and, and you talk to any pastor that's a, you're going to get the same same thing. It's just part of part of uh, being a pastor. But here's what I'm trying to say: in the midst of you know people not liking your messages or saying stuff about you or doing things to you, you have to stay sweet. And, and it's no different with you. You know, now you you may not pastor a church and have to deal with people in that regard, but you know, on the workplace, you know, I. I can't tell you how many times over the years people have come to me and talked to me about their jobs and how their boss was treating them a certain way or how fellow coworkers were treating them a certain way or saying stuff about them. And, and, and you know, I've had just, just many, 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 probably hundreds of people over the many years come to me, you know, privately and say, you know, this person at work or this situation here, that that's going on over here, or family members or, or what, you know, whatever it is, you know, family members, there's another one for you. You know, they can say things and do things to you that aren't good all the time, you know, and, and make you bitter. So everybody has to deal with this is what I'm trying to say. And when people do things to us that and say things about us, it's real easy to get bitter, but let's don't do it. Let's stay sweet. Let's stay sweet. And, uh, uh, what I want to do is, is this. I want to go to, uh, uh, Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 10 and give you a, a, a Bible story here that illustrates what I'm talking about, I think, very, very well. Second Samuel chapter 10 and, uh, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, okay? Uh, verse 1 here, 2 Samuel 10, verse 1, New Living Translation. Sometime after this, King Nahash of the Ammonites died, and his son, Hanan, became king. Now, David, now you know King David, now he's, now as we read this story, think of him in this story as a type of God the Heavenly Father, okay? Now, David said, Okay, so, so Nahash has died. Hanan, his son, has become king of, of the Ammonites. And David says this in verse 2. He says, I'm going to show loyalty. Or we could say it this way. I'm going to show kindness. So, so bad news has come. King uh, Nahash has died. And David says, I'm going to show kindness to this family who has lost a loved one. And so he says, I'm going to show loyalty or kindness to Hanan. That was Nahash's son. I'm going to show kindness to him. 
uh, just as his father Nahash was always loyal or kind to me. So that's a good thing. You know, when someone dies, you know, that's not a good thing when someone dies, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying is, what's a good thing is when someone dies, the good thing is, is that, you know, you you go and you show sympathy, you show kindness, you know, and that's what David was doing here. And that's the good thing is, is you're going to show love and mercy and kindness and, and all of that. So here's what, what David uh, did here. He sends ambassadors, okay? He sends ambassadors. Now think of the ambassadors in this story. David is a type of God. These ambassadors are a type of you and me. And God is, has sent us to show kindness here on the earth to people, okay? And so David sent ambassadors to express sympathy or comfort to Hanan about his father's death. Now that's all good stuff. I mean, everything David is doing here is just great and fantastic. Going to show sympathy and kindness to this family that's lost a loved one. And uh, and he sends ambassadors, which are like a type of you and me, going in, into the world showing kindness. So he sends ambassadors to show kindness and express sympathy. Now you would think that when the ambassadors got over there to Hanan's uh, place, that they would be greeted, you know, and, and with, with, with kindness and that Hanan and the people there would just be so glad that David sent these people, these ambassadors to comfort him. And you, you would think Hanan would, would, uh, uh, react, you know, with, with, uh, you know, just, just, uh, thankfulness that David thought enough to send these, these ambassadors over. But watch what happens. Verse 3, the Ammonite commanders, those are Hanan's commanders, which are a type of the people of the world in situations we deal with in everyday life. Now, don't forget that. The Ammonite commanders, the people around, Nahash has died, the king, his son is now king, and 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 he's grieving, and, and David sends these ambassadors over to comfort him, and but the Ammonite commanders, the people around Nahash, a type of the people that you and I deal with every day, whether whether it's at work or whether it's uh, you know uh, family members or, or you know whatever it is, these Ammonite commanders, a type of people, a type of situ the situations of life, he says to Hanan. Okay, now Hanan's just lost his father. And David's ambassadors have, have arrived. And here's what, here's what the, uh, Ammonite commanders say to Hanan. He says, their master, he says, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanan, their master, okay, so they're speaking to the king and he, they say this, do you really think these men are coming here? Now, talking about David's ambassadors, do you really think these men are coming here to honor your father? You know, he had just died. And then they say, no, David has sent them out, has sent them to spy out the city so they can come in and conquer it. Now you think about that. David, in the kindness of his heart, sent these ambassadors over to, over to uh, Nahash. And they've come in the goodness and the kindness of their hearts, the goodness and kindness of David's heart. And now they're being lied about. Now they're being lied about. 
and these these uh, Ammonite commanders are saying, hey, that they've got ulterior motives. These ambassadors haven't come to show sympathy. They've come over here and they're just putting on an act. They came over here to spy out our kingdom, you know, and, and, and to conquer it. They don't really want to come and offer sympathy. They want to come and take us over. You think about that. I mean, how heinous is that? But you know as well as I do, we've all dealt with people like this, like these, these Ammonite commanders. We operate in good faith toward them. We operate in love toward them. We operate in kindness toward them. And, and, and we even do it, you know, when they're hurting, you know, when they've lost a loved one or some tragedy has happened and we're trying to show kindness. And then, and then we get, we get lied about. You think about that and it doesn't stop with the lying. Let's, let's look here. So, so here's what the, those commanders told Nahash. Hey, they didn't really come to show sympathy. They're coming to spy us out and take us over. So watch this. Hanan, now instead of Hanan saying to his, his, his advisors, oh, no, 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 that's, that's, no, that's not why David sent these people, these ambassadors. That's what he should have done. But here's what he did. Now watch how terrible this is. So Hanan seized David's ambassadors and shaved off half of each man's beard cut off their robes at the buttocks and sent them back to David in shame. Now, I mean, think about that. Think about that. I mean, shave a beard in that culture, a beard was a man's badge of dignity. Okay? And, and, and to shave off half of it was one of the uh, ultimate insults that you could do. And think of what, think of what they did to David's ambassadors. They, they shaved off half of their beards. Uh, again, a beard in that culture was a, was a man's badge of dignity. And now they've, they've like, they've cut like half of it off. It was, it was like a, an ultimate terrible insult. And so they, they cut off, uh, or they shaved off half of each man's beard. What a terrible thing. And then they cut off their robes at the buttocks. Now you think, you think about that. They cut off their robes where their backsides were showing. Now, now think about that. <laughs> I mean, you think about that. This is what, this is what Hanan did. These guys come over to show love and kindness. And now they get half their beard shaved off. And now they've got their, they, they've, they've got their robes cut off where their backside is showing naked. Think about that. Think about how demeaning and how, what, what a terrible thing that is. How demeaning that is. And then they sent, they sent the ambassadors back to David in shame. I mean, you know, we a lot of times in the Bible, we talk about Jeremiah, you know, being thrown in the dungeon. We talk about Daniel in the lion's den and we talk about the Hebrew children in the fiery furnace and we talk about the perils of the apostle Paul and how he was beaten and, you know, thrown into prison and so forth and one time left for dead and all of that, you know, and those are terrible things, you know, and, and God delivered them and so forth and that's all wonderful. But we, we, we center in on those things a lot of times and, 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 and good that we do, but, but, but seldom does this story ever get mentioned or talked about 
Now, these guys didn't get beat up. They didn't get thrown into a fiery furnace or thrown to, to the lions or, or, or thrown into a dungeon. But you know what? In some ways, what what happened to them was every bit as bad and in some ways even worse. Think about dignity. You know, I mean, think about their, their what what happened to their dignity. Their beards were half shaven, and uh, and and they were their 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 robes were cut off, where they're they're basically naked from the waist down, or their backsides are showing. So they weren't thrown into prison or into a fiery furnace, but their dignity. You think about a person's dignity, and you think about you know, you know, you take somebody's dignity away from them, you embarrass them. Particularly when they're doing something wonderful and nice. I mean, in some ways, that's every bit as bad as being thrown into a fiery furnace, and maybe some ways even worse. But be that as it may, what, what Hanan did to David's ambassadors was, was disgraceful, and his motive was to shame them. Now, let's read on here, verse 5. So they send them, he, he sends these ambassadors with half shaven beards and their backsides exposed, he sends them back to David in shame. Now, verse 5, when David heard what had happened, he sent his message, he sent messengers to tell the men. So David hears what's, he heard what had happened. And before the, uh, these ambassadors could make it back to where, you know, their, their friends and their family members and people could see them because if they come back to David with half-shaven beards and their backsides exposed, you know, uh, they're going to be embarrassed among people and shamed among people who know them, their friends and family, co-workers and, you know, so on and so forth and what, whatever the case. And so David hears about it and he sends messengers out to meet these ambassadors as they're, as they're coming back with half-shaven beards and their backside's exposed. And he, now watch this. You need to watch this. Here's what he tells them. He, he, David sends messengers to him and says, says to the ambassadors who are coming back in shame, he says, stay at Jericho. Stay at Jericho until your beards grow out. And then come back. And I'm quite confident that, you know, David, now the Bible doesn't say here, but I'm quite confident they were able to, you know, get other clothing to cover, cover their, their backside and all of that. But uh, the Bible doesn't mention that, but I, I think that's pretty clear. But, but notice what David said here. He, he, he says, stay at Jericho. Remember that. Stay at Jericho until your beards grow out and then come back. Now watch this. For they felt deep shame because of their appearance. And rightly so. They felt deep shame because of their appearance. And, and, and the thing of it is, is, is David didn't want them to come back, you know, into his kingdom, not because he didn't want them back. He wanted them back. He just didn't want them to come. Oh, he, what a type of God here, the heavenly father. David didn't want them to come back where they would be shamed, where they would be made fun of, where they would, would lose their dignity. And you understand? And so David didn't want that for them. He sent them on a, on a good mission. And they got, they got 
They got, you know, they got shamed. Lied about. Dignity stripped from them. And sent back. And David says, no, 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 don't come back. Wait till your beards grow out and, you know, and so forth. And then come back because David didn't want them to be embarrassed and shamed among their family and friends. Now, how easy would it have been for these ambassadors to become very, very, very bitter? You know, uh, again, God has sent us out on a, on a mission and the Bible says we're ambassadors for Christ. And as we go about on that mission here in the world for, for the Lord Jesus Christ as his ambassadors, sometimes we, and, and we're operating in, in the love of God, trying to help people. And very often times people lie about us, say mean things about us, uh, do bad things to us, things that would cause embarrassment and shame to us. And we need to understand God doesn't want that for us. He doesn't want us to be shamed. But also, too, God wants us to stay sweet. He wants us to stay sweet. And it's interesting, if you study into the word Jericho, if you study into the word Jericho, one of the meanings for the word Jericho means fragrance. And from that, uh, you know, when you think about fragrant, fragrance, fragrance, you think about a perfume and perfume being sweet. And so we could say that, you know, in this, this story here, Jericho is a type of a place where we go to stay sweet. And so what David was really telling them was go to Jericho and stay there until your beards grow back and so forth and then come back so you won't be shamed and, 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 you know, all of that among your friends and all of that. But, but when he sent him to Jericho, it, it, in this story, it's a place of staying sweet. And you know, that's what we need to do as we operate here in this earth for the Lord Jesus Christ and, and people, as I've already said, they lie about us or say, say mean things about us and gossip about us, backbite us, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you know, in the ministry, I've, you know, my wife and I, our church, we have done things for people over the years. We've, we've helped people with in different areas, you know, and, and help, help people financially here and there. And, 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 you know, much I could say. And, uh, and, and I've watched some of those people, uh, they'll go out and they'll lie about you. They'll, they've lied, tell lies. They tell things that aren't so. And, and, and in some cases, even do things to try to, to harm my wife and I in our church. Now I'm talking about years gone by. It's real easy to, oh, well, we're just gonna, you know, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna get them back. That's what the flesh wants to do, you know. But, you know, when that, when, when we get, and all of us, I think, have been there, you know, let, let's, 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 let's retaliate. No, what we do is we go to Jericho. You know what I mean by that? We, we, we go to, we, he sent him to Jericho. David did. Go there. Stay sweet. We need to go to Jericho, so to speak, and go to a place of sweetness. Stay sweet. Okay. And, uh, and so, uh, 
and, and so that's what that's what these guys did. They went to Jericho until their beards growed back and so forth, and then they went back to David. But it's so important, and I want to say it again because it, it applies to all of us. We we do good things. We try to help people. We even help people when they're hurting, and then they do bad things, say and do bad things to us, you know. And 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 what we you know I've I've already said many times over the years. Well, that's the thanks we get, you know, for helping people, and uh, well, that's the thanks we get. Well, you know what I've had to learn. My thanks don't need to. My thanks does not, let me get the right English here. My thanks does not need to come from the people we help or have helped. My thanks, I want my thanks to come from the Lord, okay? And uh, and so, and when I help somebody, I do it as unto the Lord. And I've had to learn this over the years. I do it as unto the Lord. And what those people, now again, most people that we've helped over the years have been so thankful and so grateful. Don't misunderstand me. So, so the majority of them have been that way. But I'm talking about a few of them that have just been, just, we've helped them. They just treated us abysmally. Well, we don't respond with, you know, how can we get them back? Or that's the thanks you get. No, 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 no. No, we go to Jericho. Okay. And we, we, we stay sweet. Okay. And we do what we do is unto the Lord. And however people treat us or don't treat us, however thankful or unthankful they are, pay no attention, you know, particularly to the unthankfulness and pay no attention to it. Just, you know, look to the Lord and look for thanks to come from him and so on and so forth. You follow what I'm saying? So, so we have to listen. Now this takes faith and you got to keep your flesh under control. You just have to, you got to keep your mouth under control when people, you're doing nice stuff and people are responding, you know, badly toward you. You got to keep your flesh. You got to keep your tongue under control, and uh, you just say, "Hey, I'm going to go to Jericho." So you know what I mean, so to speak. Here, go to this place of sweetness, and I'm going to stay sweet on purpose. Just stay sweet, okay? And uh, I'm going to just keep keep uh, saying nice things about the people that are saying bad things about me. Stay sweet, okay? That's what that's what the Bible tells us to do. Now, um. Having said that, let me give you uh, a few scriptures here uh, from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some things we, we can meditate on that'll help us to stay sweet when we have every, every reason to be bitter and, you know, and all of that. So here, let me read some, some verses here. Just, I think, three verses, three or four verses here. Matthew 5.44, Matthew 5.44. Here's what Jesus tells us to do. And these are things to help us stay sweet when we have reason to be bitter, okay? He's, he says this. He says, but I say to you, Matthew 5, 44, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. What great words. And I'm kind of smiling here because you and I both know our flesh doesn't want to do any of that when people are doing bad stuff to us. Particularly after we've done something really nice for them, our flesh doesn't want to do any of what the Lord Jesus just said there. I mean, I mean, unless your flesh is different than mine. We don't, we don't want to do that. We want to, you know, retaliate, you know, you know, load, load the, the photon torpedoes, you know, and, and get the phasers ready, you know, to 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 re return fire. But that's not what the Lord Jesus wants. 
he says, and, and we need to do what he said. Okay, he's the Lord and master. We need to keep our flesh under control, as I've said, our mouths under control, and do what he said. And he says this. He says, but I say to you, love your enemies. You know, it, it's easy to love people who aren't your enemies. That's easy, you know. You know, and the Bible brings that out elsewhere, you know. It's real easy. I think Jesus says it somewhere else. He said, you know, put it in my own words here. It's easy to love people that love you. It's easy to do good things to people who are doing good things to you. But but when people are doing bad things to you and they're your enemies, and even after you've helped, helped them and, and they're still doing bad stuff to you, like what happened to David and the ambassadors, here's the response. Here's what Jesus says. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those, love your who? Your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Boy, I tell you what. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I tell you that one verse, if we'll do it, it'll keep us sweet. Jesus always stayed sweet. He really, really did. Love, bless, do good, and pray for the for, for, for who? For some of the most despicable people you might ever come in contact with. That's what the Lord Jesus said do. And it's doable. Somebody said, well, I just could never do that. Yes, you can. Because when you got born again, the Bible says the love of God was shed abroad in your heart. So you have the, the ability to do this. So, you, But you got to do it by faith. Anytime the Lord, you know, asks us or commands us to do something, it takes faith. And believe me, you know as well as I do, this takes faith. When, when you got enemies coming against you and people are cursing you and they hate you and they're spitefully using you and persecuting you, it takes all the faith you can muster to love them and bless them and do good to them and pray for them. But we must do it. We can do it. And we must do it because the Lord said to do it. And, uh, and and we'll stay sweet. You know what? If we don't do this, here's what happens. If we don't stay sweet, what's the what's the only other alternative? It's bitter, being bitter. All right, living life bitter. And I tell you what, I'm, I could do a whole teaching on bitterness. Uh, if you let bitterness take root up in your heart, take root up on the inside of you, it it it, it can really it can destroy you. Okay, it, it really can, and uh, and uh, and the, the Bible talks about a root of bitterness. And I tell you what, you know, and, and I've learned this over the years. I think maybe you have too, but if you haven't, let me tell you: the people that are coming against you, you know, you, you try to go back against them and whatnot, and all of that, you know, and you, or let's just say it this way: you, maybe you don't retaliate, but you just hold that bitterness in your heart. Let me tell you something. They don't care. They really, really don't. If you're bitter and miserable because of what they done, they, they did to you, yeah, but I helped them and, and they did such and such. And, and you don't retaliate physically or anything. You shouldn't do that, but you hold bitterness. Let me tell you right now, they don't care that you're bitter. They don't. So you, you do what the Lord says do and, and, and love them and bless them and do good to them and pray for them. Therefore, bitterness is not able to take root in your heart and destroy you because bitterness will destroy you. That's why it's so important to stay sweet. And so the Lord wants us to, to respond in love and blessing and doing good and praying, yes, to benefit 
our enemies, yes, but also it's for our benefit that the root of bitterness doesn't take take root, you know, root in our in our spirits and destroy us. So let's stay sweet. Now here in Matthew 5, uh, we're in verse 44. Go back up to verse 11, Matthew 5, 11. Here's what Jesus says. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Well, that's what happened to David's ambassadors. They, they got lied about, right? We, we read that earlier. And, 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 and Jesus said they were blessed. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. I mean, when, when those ambassadors were getting their beards, uh, shaved off, half their beards shaved off and their, their robes cut where their buttocks was, was exposed, uh, they were, they were blessed of God. They were blessed of God. They were operating on behalf of David, God's servant. And they were operating there on behalf of, of God himself, you know, because David was a representative of God. And so when those ambassadors went, they were representing David, but really they were representing God. And when they were getting half their beard shaved off and their buttocks exposed, they were blessed of God. What a place to be, a good place to be, really. Blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. They, those ambassadors of David were blessed and so are you, you and I when this happens to us. When people revile and persecute us um, and they do it falsely for the sake of the gospel, for the Lord Jesus' sake, we're blessed. We're blessed. So think of it that way when people are coming against you and, and you're blessed, you know? And, and and like in the ministry, as we've done things for people, helped them over the years, and they've reviled us and persecuted persecuted us back as thanks. Well, we're blessed of God. And then verse twelve, he says, "Rejoice and be exceedingly glad." Not just glad, but exceedingly glad. When when people are are reviling you and persecuting you falsely, saying all kinds of evil against you falsely for the sake of the Lord. In the gospel, that's when he says you're blessed, and that's when he says rejoice and be exceedingly glad. So I tell you what, that's the, rejoicing and exceedingly glad is the opposite of 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 being in the mully grums and exceedingly mad or sad or all of that. And it's sure not being bitter, is it? It's being sweet, and that's what he's saying. Hey, stay sweet. Put it in my own words here. Chapter tw- uh, five, verse twelve here. Jesus says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. And I'll I'll put it in my own words. Stay sweet. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. So that'll do that and it'll keep you sweet. Then Luke 6, 29. Here's what Jesus says. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. So if they shave off half the beard, offer them the other side also. And from him who who takes away your, your coat, do not withhold your shirt either. Wow. Boy, I tell you, that's the way we're supposed to respond when people do us, do us harm. You know, whether we, you know, if people just come do us harm, that's how we ought to respond. And, and if, if we do nice stuff for people and they respond negatively, that we, we need to respond in love and stay sweet. He says to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes Away your, your coat. Do not withhold your shirt either. 
uh, you know, Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Now, when I read that years ago, I thought, well, if we're always turning the other cheek, we're going to become a punching bag for the world. But you know what? I learned this. I learned this, that when people strike us on the one cheek, when we turn, well, uh, let, let, let me put it this way. If somebody strikes us on the cheek, and, and we put our boxing gloves on, so to speak, and now we're gonna, we're gonna get back at them. I notice this. God lets us do our fighting on our own. But if we'll turn the other cheek, guess what? God will put the boxing gloves on, and He'll fight our battle for us, and He'll vindicate us, and we won't be a punching bag for the world. And we won't be a doormat for the world because God will be fighting our battles for us. So when people do you wrong, they strike you on one cheek, turn to them the other also, and then God will put the boxing gloves on for you and he'll fight your he'll fight your battle for you, okay? Now his intent is not to harm people. His intent, when God puts his boxing gloves on, his intent is always, you know, to help people. But I tell you what, if folks won't repent, they just keep coming against you and I tell you what, God will deal with those people and he will deal with them uh, sternly if they won't repent. But the point is, when somebody strikes you on the cheek, hey, stay sweet, stay sweet, stay sweet. And then God will put his boxing gloves on and he'll do your, he'll do your fighting for you. I remember I was playing racquetball years ago with a, a good friend of mine and uh, he kept, uh, you know, in racquetball, he, he kept hitting me, and we'll just use the word here, he kept hitting me in the buttocks. And, you know, I'd be in front of him, and that ball, boy, it'd sting. And he'd hit me a couple times in the buttocks. And 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 there was one time he hit me in, 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 in the buttocks. He'd hit me a few times. He wasn't doing it on purpose, but it just happens in the game. And he hits me, and he's, he's a good King James. He smote me in the buttocks on one side, and I just lost it. I did. I mean, I did. And I was trying to stay sweet all along. I know he wasn't doing it on purpose, but I, he strikes me, smites me there. And I tell you what, I got angry. I, I got angry. And I, and I threw my, I threw my racket down and I, I turned around and I went, I got right up in his face and my, my, they tell me my face I was just blood. The blood was, I was just red. I was just, and I, it takes a lot to get me there. I mean, and, 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 uh, I mean, I got right up in his face. I don't know what I was going to do, but I was just angry. I got right up in his face and, and I was, you know, and I'll never forget, never forget. He looked right at me and he said, my pastor, my pastor, because he, he was a church member and a good friend of mine. And he's the best man at my wedding, a, a good man. He said, uh, he said, my pastor, my pastor, he said, remember, you must turn the other cheek. <laughs> he had just hit me on one side of the buttocks. So turn the other cheek. So he used Jesus' words on me right there on the basketball or the racquetball court. So, so he had me there. So, so anyway, so I calmed down and, and, uh, I got picked my racket up. We continued to play and just, just within a couple of minutes, he, he, he smote me on the other cheek. <laughs> so, 
So I just, uh, I said, oh, on heck with it. You know, I, I know he wasn't doing it on purpose. So I just, I, 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 see, I had to stay sweet and I did. So kind of a little funny story there, but you know, being on the racquetball court's one thing, but in real life, you know, living our life at work or wherever, this stuff's, you know, really serious. And so let's, uh, let's stay sweet. And, uh, let, let me, uh, um, let me say this to you. Something else that happens sometimes is, when we do something on behalf of the Lord and people treat us badly, you know, it's one thing to get aggravated with the people who treated us badly, but here's something we never want to do is we never want to get aggravated at the Lord. You know, it would have been real easy for those ambassadors of David to say, you know, if David, you know, David sent us over here and, and look at what happened to us. They shaved off half our beards and, and, you know, took our clothes off, you know, and all that. And, and it's David's fault. Well, it wasn't David's fault. He was doing something good. It was the it was those Ammonites, uh, those commanders around that 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 uh, what was it uh, 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 under uh, Hanan? It was them that 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 the uh, ambassador should have been upset with, not with David. You know, you see what I'm saying. But the point I'm trying to make here is that a lot of times when we do nice things for people at the direction of the Lord, and then those people do bad things in return to us. It, it, not only do we get angry with the people who did those bad things to us in return for our kindness, but it's real easy to get aggravated with the Lord. Say, so, Lord, if you hadn't sent me over here to do this, this wouldn't happen. See, we need to be watchful of that. It's not God's fault. It wasn't David's fault. It wasn't our fault. Just people, sad to say, are people. And so as they respond negatively to things that we do, what do we do, guys? What do we do? We stay sweet, okay? So don't, I'm just trying to tell you, don't, don't get angry with the Lord in the midst of these things either. And, uh, and, and hey, let, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's close with, with this here. Romans 12, 19. Romans 12, 19. It just bears out what I just said about the Lord vindicating us. New Living Translation says this. Romans 12, 19. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. And so, uh, you know, so that just bears out what I already said about, you know, when, when somebody talks bad about you, you know, or you've done something nice for them and they talk bad about you, they smite you on one cheek, you know, turn the other cheek to them. And then God puts his boxing gloves on. Okay, but now if we're going to fight our own battles, then God won't put the boxing gloves on for us. He'll let us go do our own fighting. And I tell you what, we'll get roughed up. <laughs> we'll get bitter. I tell you what, turn the other cheek. Let God do your fighting for you. Let him let Him take revenge. Let, let him repay those people. And he can deal with it. And, and we stay sweet in the meantime. And uh, and and, and here, here's the thing. I'll close with this. If you go back and study that story about David that I read to you, about sending those ambassadors. If you go finish reading that over in uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 10, you will see that he sent those ambassadors to, to Jericho for their beards to grow back and so forth. But you also need to finish reading the rest of that story. David sent his army and went in there and uh, vindicated his ambassadors. He sent his army and he went in there and he vindicated his ambassadors. So the ambassadors didn't vindicate themselves, but David 
vindicated uh, his ambassadors. So all the ambassadors had to do was just stay, go to Jericho and stay sweet. And let me tell you something else. When you've done kindness to people and they repay you with meanness, and you turn the other cheek and you stay sweet and God does vindicate you and something happens in their life, you know, whatever they fall on some misfortune down the road. Let me tell you this, because I've had that happen in my life where people have done us, we've helped them, they've done us wrong and we stay sweet. We respond in love and kindness and then years come and go, years come and go. And then you find, you know, something bad, you know, something, un, something is unfortunate happened. You don't rejoice at that. No, you'd just rather be brokenhearted and just sad that they didn't repent, okay? But um, but but David did vindicate his ambassadors, okay? And they didn't have to vindicate themselves. And um, and so here, what happens when, when people do us, what happens when people do us dirty? What do we do? We go to Jericho and what do we do? We stay sweet. And uh, so, hey, let's stay sweet and uh things will go will go better for us okay and uh and we'll just be a blessing everywhere we go so hey hope that uh, you enjoyed this tonight and uh i will see you next time god bless you and as i as i sign off here i want to say one more time remember stay sweet okay god bless you bye bye